0: So the Sicha continues and brings the Hemshech of the Taisis Yomtev. The Taisis asks a question in his parish He says that L'Chaira, we're saying that by the Baish Shani they had a Milo, that it was it was an Asina B'Dasa Noisen, and therefore there was a, a Kenyan Mitzad B'nai Yisrael, and also the Giver uh, wanted them to have it, so it's a much stronger Chazaka than just the kibush. So he asks that L'Chaira, even by Baish Rishan it was an Asina. Because Hashem is the one that gave us the land. So since Hashem gave us the land by the vice, we also had in the Sina uh, from the Koev HaNaisim. So he answers that, no, it's because Hashem, we had no voice, that Hashem wanted to be taken away from us. And it was given uh, to the Melach of Babel. And Baba Shani when it was returned to us, is because Hashem wanted us to be, to be given back to us. about Mashi'en came by the Romans, I, the wouldn't they also have had a Nesina? Hashem wanted the Romans to have it. So if Hashem wanted the Romans to have it, wouldn't it have that also have been a Nesina, a the and therefore the Chazaka that the Romans would have made, because Hashem wanted to have it, should have been able to be vital, the nisina, that the Nesina, uh, the Kayach of the Chazaka, which was from a Nesina, the Dasa from the Bnei rock So he answers this because we don't find any nevuah that Hashem wanted the Romans to have it. Since there, there was no nevuah that the Romans were supposed to have it, Therefore, they basically stole the land, and we know that by stealing, uh, t no, uh, no It's it's not it's not a kinyan. The lashon of uh, the Lushan is sa uh, on the kicha of this nation, meaning the Romans from our hands. We don't find the Nuvur befeish that they're supposed to be taking it from us. La not Therefore, they took it shloika The This kibush was shloika din because they weren't supposed to do that. Therefore, it was considered stolen, and it's not considered a proper Kenyan, and therefore the even still have a right. So it seems like he's adding uh, two important details. One, which he's saying clearly, is that the reason why the Romans don't have also a chazak of it? It, it was because Hashem never told, there was no of of Affairs that they should take it. And I, uh as we said before, kibush b'chalal is a proper kenyan. So, if kibush b'chalal is a proper kenyan. Shouldn't that either way have been able to remove the kenyan of the yidin, which was matzat chazaka? So he's saying another. So before we wanted to say it's because chazaka is stronger than kibush; it's a stronger form of chazaka. But now maybe he's saying another part, that even the kibush that they had was shulay kidin because Hashem never gave them permission to take it. So just to give a little background, just a draw about is kibush a proper Chazaka or not. L'chaira, there's a lot of discussion. The rabbi brings a lot of uh, sources where to look about, where the Yishayin and Nachoin discuss that concept of kibush Muhammad if it's considered a proper uh, Kenyan, especially by ga'im. And there's a big Machoikis. But it seems like one way of, the ones that say that it is, it is a Kenyan gummer they learn it from what the Gemara tells us, that Amin al were Tiharu through Sichan, that we know that the Yidin, when they left Surah Hashem told them that they're not, not allowed to con- conquer the lands of Amun and Ma'ev. But we know that when the Yidin conquered the lands of Sichayim, part of those lands originally belonged to Amon and Mayer. But Sihan there was a war between Sichan and Amon and Mayer earlier on, I think, I think especially with Ma'ev, and Sichan was able to conquer pieces of land from Ma'ev. So when the Yidin conquered Sichon, they also were able to conquer those lands which originally belonged to Mayav. So the Shilah is, how are they allowed to keep those lands? Those were lands that were originally belonged to Mayav. And the Yidin weren't allowed to have the lands of Mayav. So the, the Mar tells us because Sichon was the tyre of those lands. Meaning is that since Sichon conquered it from Mayav, they made a king. So now it becomes Sichon's land. So since it's the Chazaka, the Kenyan of Sichan, Sichan now owns those lands. Therefore, when they didn't conquer Sichan, they weren't conquering lands of Moev, they were conquering lands of Sichan. So from that kemara, in the Bible, it's mashma that even Goyim could have a Kenyan which is through Kibush, which is through kibush Mahama. So that, That's pastus. even though, again, there's a discussion, the Rebbe brings a lot of uh, places where to look, that's Bepashtis, uh that, that, that we do hold that the Kibush like Goyim, would also be considered a proper Kenyan. But we're saying over here, it was, it was Shalai Kedet, so we're we'll shouldn't be here to able to work. Um, so, the Rebbe, again, so the Rebbe again doesn't understand this, this this answer very well. He's saying like like how are you going to look at it? If you're going to say that Kibush Machama is is a proper Kenyan, it's a Kenyan Gummer, then my there's a Navua. Right? We're saying Kibush is a proper is a proper Kenyan. So if it's a proper kinyan, meaning the Torah allows that to be a proper king, then the Romans didn't steal it from us because the Torah says Kibush is proper. True, there was no Nevoah, but you don't need a Nevoah. You don't need a Nevoah to tell you that Kibush is a good king when they conquered Eritus Rome. Kibush is always a good king. So since the Romans conquered from that, it was a it was a good king. And that would have been able to remove um the, the, the king that the Eden had. And if you're gonna say like the other Side of, of the equation, you're going to hold like the opinions that say that a kibbush of Macham is not considered a good Kenyan by Goyim. then, and therefore, why did they need a nevuah? It's because only the nevuah would give them the right for the kibbush to be considered a good Kenyan. Means like a Geddar by Raleigh Regularly speaking, kibbush is not considered a good Kenyan. But since Hashem, there was a nevuah that Bavel was able to conquer Eretz So therefore, Bovel's and that was considered a good kibush. It was a kibush that had a king It was able to remove the kinyan kibush of the Bnei Yisrael. Masha'in came into Baisheni. There was no prophecy that the allowed and made the kibush and the kinyan of Rome be considered a proper kinyan. Therefore, it wasn't. There was nothing. Therefore, Shalokah did, and it was considered exhalos. If you're going to be holding that was the vart, that the reason why their kibush didn't work is because there's no nevuah. And that's what the Tosis is trying to explain—that the by the by's the reasoning why the one kibush could move the, the other kibush was because it was kedin, because Hashem gave permission for it. He says it no was a raishah. the reason why the kibush of the Romans was not able to uh, uh, get rid of the Kenyan of the Yidden was because it was like kedin, because Hashem didn't. There was no shah, so it was just basically them stealing it. He says, but that's again not mashma at all in the Rambam. The Rambam doesn't say anything like that. The Rambam said that it had to do with the Khazaka. He doesn't say it's because by the bubble they had permission that uh, they had a Shah that their kibush would be considered a Kenyan. Masha'in came but by Shani, the Romans didn't have permission, therefore they, their kibush was not considered a Kenyan. No, all the Romans said is, it's because the by Shani, there was a Chazaka. And therefore, since they had a Chazaka, even if when it was taken away from our, our hands, um, that Chazaka was not in this battle. So it's nothing to do with the Romans. So the shot is an interesting pshat but it doesn't, again, answer the Rambam. Because the Rambam t- doesn't say it had to do with the Romans taking did. It's because of the Chazaka Shechazikaba. That's why it has its Kedusha. Uh, besides, of course, that it doesn't explain. Even if, and another issue is that, according to the, the other opinions that hold that kibush of, of, of Goyim is considered a proper Kenyan, then, of course, the Svechla wouldn't answer uh, that particular question. So the Sicha continues and brings the Hemshech of the Taisis Yomtev. The Taisis Yomtev asks a question in his parish. He says that Lechaira, we're saying that by the bias Sheni, they had a Milo that it was it an was Nesina B'das Anoisen, and therefore there was a, there was a Kenyan Mitzad B'nai Yisrael, and also the Giver uh, wanted them to have it, so it's a much stronger Chazaka than just the Kibosh. So he asked that Lechaira, even by bias rishan it was an Nesina, because Hashem is the one that gave us the land. So since Hashem gave us the land by the Vais we also had in the Messina uh, from the Koei von So the answer is that, no, it's because Hashem, we had no voice, that Hashem wanted to be taken away from us. And it was given uh, to the Melach of Babel. And Baba is when it was returned to us, is because Hashem wanted us to be given back to us. But Mashi'en came by the Romans, I or wouldn't they also have had a nesina That Hashem wanted the Romans to have it. So if Hashem wanted the Romans to have it, wouldn't that also have been a Nesim? And therefore the Chazaka that the Romans would have made, because Hashem wanted to have it, should have been able to be the Vatal, the of, uh, the of the Chazaka, which was from a the Nesim, from the Bnei Yisra. So he answers this because we don't find any nevuah that Hashem wanted the Romans to have it. Since there, there was no Navua that the Romans were supposed to have it, Therefore, they basically stole the land. And we know that by stealing, uh, there's, no, uh, there's no, it's it's not, it's not a Kenya. The Lashon uh, is, uh, On the Lekicha of this nation, meaning the Romans, from our hands, we don't find the Nuvur B'fersh, that they're supposed to be taking it from us. Therefore, they took it. This Kibosh was Sholai because they weren't supposed to do that. Therefore, it was considered stolen, and it's not considered a proper Kenyan, and therefore the even still have a right. So it seems like he's adding uh, two important details. One, which he's saying clearly, is that the reason why the Romans don't have also a chazak of a dasa, it, was, it was because Hashem never told, there was no a of a that they should take it. And I, uh as we said before, kibush b'chalal is a proper kenyan. So, if kibush b'chalal is a proper kenyan, shouldn't that either way have been able to remove the kenyan of the yidin, which was mitzat chazaka? So he's saying another. So before we wanted to say is because chazaka is stronger than kibush; it's a stronger form of chazaka. But now maybe he's saying another vort that even the kibush that they had was shulay because Hashem never gave them permission to take it. So just to give a little background, just a draw, about is kibush a proper Chazaka or not. L'chaira, there's a lot of discussion. The rabbi brings a lot of uh, sources where to look about where the Yushayin and Nachoin discuss that concept of kibush Muhammad it's considered a proper uh, Kenyan, uh, especially by ga'im. And there's a big Machleikis. But it seems like one way of, the ones that say that it is, it is a Kenyan Gomer, they learn it from what the Gamar tells us, that Ahmed mayav were Tiharu through Sichan, that we know that the Yidin, when they left Surah Hashem told them that they're not, not allowed to conquer the lands of Amun and Maya. But we know that when the Yidin conquered the lands of Sichayim, part of those lands originally belonged to Amun and Ma'ayim. But Sichayim, there was a war between Sichan and Amun and Maya earlier on, I think, I think especially with Maya, and Sichan was able to conquer pieces of land from Maya. So when the Yidin conquered Sichon, they also were able to conquer those lands which originally belonged to Mayav. So the Shila is, how were they allowed to keep those lands? Those were lands that were originally belonged to Mayav. And the Yidin weren't allowed to have the lands of Mayav. So the, the mar tells us because Sichon was the tire of those lands. Meaning is that since Sichon conquered it from Maya they made a king. So now it becomes Sichon's land. So since it's the Chazaka, the Kenyan of Sichan, Sichan now owns those lands. Therefore, when the Yidden conquered Sichan, they weren't conquering lands of Maya, they were conquering lands of Sichan. So from that Gemara and the Bible, it's Mashma that even going could have a Kenyan which is through Kibush, which is through Kibush Machama. So that, that's the Even though again, there's a discussion; the it brings a lot of uh, places where to look. That's the pastus uh, that, that that we do hold that the Kibush like Bavel would also be considered a proper Kenyan. But we're saying over here it was it was shulaykde. So we we'll here shouldn't be able to work. Um, so, the Rebbe, again, so the Rebbe again doesn't understand this, this this answer very well. He's saying like like how are you going to look at it? If you're going to say that Kibush Machama is is a proper Kenyan, it's a Kenyan gummer, then my there's a Navua. Right? We're saying Kibush is a proper is a proper Kenyan. So, if it's a proper Kenyan, meaning the Torah allows that to be a proper Kenyan, then the Romans didn't steal it from us because the Torah says Kibush is proper. True, there was no Nabuah, but you don't need a Nabuah. You don't need a Nabuah to tell you that Kibush is a good Kenyan when they conquered Aerithus Rome. Kibush is always a good Kenyan. So, since the Romans conquered from that, it was a a good Kenyan, and that would have been able to remove um, the the, the Kenyan that the Eden had. And if you're going to say, like other Side of, of the equation, you're going to hold like the opinions that say that a kibush of mechamah is not considered a good kinyan by goyim, then, and therefore, why did they need a nevuah? It's because only the nevuah would give them the right for the kibush to be considered a good kinyan. Means like a gather by Shah. Regularly speaking, kibush is not considered a good kinyan, but since Hashem, there was a nevuah that. Bavel was able to conquer Ertisra. So therefore Bovel's king and that was considered a good kibush, it was a kibush that had a Kenyan, was able to remove the Kenyan kibush of the Bnei Yisrael. Mashain came into to Sheni. There was no prophecy that the fairish allowed and made the kibush and the Kenyan of Rome be considered a proper Kenyan. Therefore it wasn't. There was nothing. Therefore Sheleika didn't and it was considered exalus. So if you're going to be holding that was the Vart, that the reason why their kibush didn't work is because there's no Navua. And that's what the Tosis this is trying to explain—that the by the by, the reason the reasoning why the one kibush could move out of the other kibush was because it was kedin, because Hashem gave permission for it. He says it was a haraisha. Right the reason why the kibush of the Romans was not able to uh, uh, get rid of the kenyan of the Yidin, was because it was shulay kedin, because Hashem didn't. There was no shot, so it was just basically them stealing it. He says, but that's again not mashma at all in the Rambam. The Rambam doesn't say anything like that. The Rambam said that it had to do with the Khazaka. He doesn't say it's because by the bovel, they had permission that uh, they had a Shah that their kibush be considered a Kenyan. Masha'en came by Shani the Romans didn't have permission. Therefore, they, their kibbush was not considered a Kenyan. No, all the Rambam said is, is because the Shani there was a Chazaka. And therefore, since they had a Chazaka, even if when it was taken away from our, our hands, um, that Chazaka was not in this battle. So it's nothing to do with the Romans. So the yom young Pshat is an interesting Pshat, but it doesn't, again, answer the Rambam, because the Rambam t- doesn't say it had to do with the Romans taking Shlekedin. It's because of the Chazaka about That's why it has its Kedusha. Uh, besides, of course, that doesn't explain, e- even if and another issue is that according to the, the other opinions that hold that uh, kibush of, the, of, of Goyim is considered a proper Kenyan, then, of course, the Spachla wouldn't answer uh, that particular question. gives a different explanation. He tells us that regarding the kedusha of Eretz Yisrael, there's really two aspects to, to Eretz Yisrael. One aspect was the Kinyan bilis, the momentous, the actual ownership of Eretz Yisrael. And then the second part of it is the kedusha of Eretz Yisrael, um, which, which was relevant to many ideas, which would be relevant, let's say, for the example idea that the, once it says that the Yidin came into Eretz the nevur will only happen in Eretz not in Chutzar, Masha'in came before they came into Eretz We find many nevurs by Moshe, we find by, uh, by Aaron, we find by uh, Yaakov. So they had voice many times before they went to Eretz but once the Yidin came into Eretz then the nevur only happened from there. So that's one example of Kedusha. There's also the Kedusha of the Eretz, that many mitzvahs are davka in Eretz like the Jums of Maesras, so let's discuss both of these aspects. So regarding the first aspect, was the, which is the giving, the Nesimah of Eretz Yisrael to the Eden, that happened by the times of Avram Avinu, where it says, Nesatik the Zaracha that I've given it to you, I've given it to your children, this land. As it said by the Brisbane of Basarim, and that's brought down the Halacha and the Ushalmi, and even but both in the Babli. The Babli tells us that by the B'nai Slavkha, that the B'nai Slavkha, they were able to get the chelik, their father uh, was, was the B'char, and since he was the Bechor, he was supposed to get a double portion of his father's estate, which would mean the estate which of Eretz Yisrael. So the daughters of Slavchad got the Chelek Bechor of their father. Usually the rule is that a Bechor does not inherit uh, things that the father will eventually get. So since Chefer, uh, who was uh, already passed away, that was the grandfather already passed away, so therefore, Salaf shouldn't have gotten the Khelech B'chor of Eretz So Khefer had his portion in Eretz but he never actually got it because he died before he entered it in Eretz Nonetheless, since it, the Eretz already belonged to the Yidin, so therefore Khefer actually did have that portion, he already had ownership of his portion of land. Therefore, when he passed away, his son Salaf would have got, uh, the Khelech B'chor would have got a double portion of his father's uh, Khelech. So when Khaifah passed away, he did own Eretz Yisrael, even though he never entered into Eretz Yisrael. He died sometime in the desert. Nonetheless, his son Salafgat would have actually owned that B'khor because Eretz Yisrael belonged to the Yiddin, already from the times of Abraham Avinu, and that's why the Benoi Salafgat inherited that portion. Uh, the points out in the Aura, that uh, from al this is an Aura, um, 38, he says that mm-hmm. So the author of the tells us that the way how they inherited the was to a chazaka, which was by alas. As it says mm-hmm. that you will you'll inherit it and you will live in it, which tells us that only once they actually lived in it, that they have a chazaka. So the Shaila is, what the Rebbe is trying to learn, is the Chaira, since we're saying that they already owned the land from the time of a why did they need to have that Chazaka? So the Rebbe over here brings from the Sefer Amah, yeah? that the Chazaka, the Beirav Yishmol, hainu chalukah shebeleim So the answer that he wants to bring is that the Chalukah really was for each set individual to be able to inherit his portion. Meaning is, the keep, the, the, the actual ownership of the land of Yisrael in totality, was given to Avraham. But this, that each individual got a particular piece of land, that they need to do their own chazaka on. So when they came and they did the chazaka on their piece of land, then they had their own private ownership. So it wasn't just the national ownership of the land, there was also that private ownership of the land, which would have happened to the chazaka. There are other ways of also explaining it, which I'll, uh, to go through, I'm gonna go through some of that, just because it gives us a greater understanding what this idea that the Eden owned the land already from the times of Avraham. So what, one other way that we have is, this is, uh, the Rebbe quotes this later on, quotes this, page 207, R53, he brings it from Ragechover, that, uh, and it's also from Yushalmi, that Yushami tells us that when the Yidin inherited the land, they were actually coined it l'mafreya. the Mafreya. The Yushami was, was talking about the idea of Trumas and that were brought from Chutzlar to Eretz Yisrael, uh, not Trumas sorry, produce that was brought from Chutzlar into Eretz are the chayv in Trumas and because they didn't grow in Eretz but the they're being brought into Eretz So it was Machleikas, And one of the proofs that were brought is that the chayv and the yidin came from, um, when they came into Eretz and their stuff was already growing, of course they had to do Trumas and on it. So we see that even if it's, uh, which would have been the same, which they're comparing, that just like produce that came from outside of Eretz Yisrael, um, I'm trying to prove that they should be Chayib in it. What's the proof that you should be Chayib? You bring from outside, to inside, from this itself, that when the Yidin came into Yisrael, they would have been Chayib and Shumas and isris. So the more over there says, the Rabbi says, what type of comparison is it? When the Yidin conquered Eretz Yisrael, they were coined the land of from the times of Ramavim. So for it's not a good comparison because when they acquired it and came out that it was always there, was already from the time of Avram Avinu. So the point is, not to go into the discussion of when true Muslim Mises is actually Chai because that's a uh, big, big, big discussion. But the point really from the Yushalmi that's relevant to us is that the Yushalmi says that it, was, that it worked with Mafreya. So therefore how according to the Ragechag, or how he's explaining and according to this Yushalmi is that the land was given to Avram Avinu, but when did they acquire it? They had to actually make a Chazaka. When they made the Chazaka, then it, became, it belonged to the Mafreya. That's the second way of learning it. A third way of learning it brings, uh, the brings us an Aura 30, 40 from the Prashas Drachim. The Prashas Drachim tells us, um, um, he, so he, 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 it's actually in this week's Parsha that there's a, it says by, um, by the, there's a, a argument between the Rayet, the right sign of, of Ram and Light. That the Rayet Light we're saying is that this whole land is given to Avram Avinu. So since it's given to Avram Avinu we're not stealing by letting our sheep Graze anywhere, while Abram, for saying no, though that's still considered stealing. Why? Because the Canaan and the previous we were Oz of Art, so it wasn't a Abram Avinu's yet. Isle khair was a Abram Avinu's; it was already given to him. So the answer that the Parashas Drachon wants to say is that there's two really two aspects to the to land. There's the Kufa Kaka, there's actual ownership of the land, and then there's the fruits of the land, what you plant into, what you plant in the land. So he says what was given to Abram Avinu at that point of time was just the uh, the land itself. But the scus of the land, this that you plant, was the, the Canaanim still have a, had a right to it. When did they acquire uh, even the scus of that which was being planted? That's when they came into Eretz Yisrael. Uh, that's why, regarding Tremis and, and other things, he, he wants to say, uh, especially with the garden that he was actually discussing the omer that the, the, the produce that was grown prior to them coming into Eretz Yisrael would not have been uh, fully grown produce would not have been able to be used for the aimer for that first year. Because since it belonged to the Goyim, therefore it would not be considered K'zir-Chem, it belonged to them. But once they came into Eretz Yisrael, if there was produce that was only, let's say, partially grown, less than one-third, and then the Yidin conquered it, then it became kzir and when it reaches one-third, which is the Inus and Meisus, so then it would be considered the Yidin's Aimer and then they could have used that uh, for the Uymer. But the point is, even though the Yidin always owned it, but the the s'hus of that which was planted inside of it did not belong to them until they actually came into Israel and they acquired the land, also for the also for the pair. So that's the third way of looking at it. All three ways are saying that there was a certain nesina that was already from the times of Avraham, uh, and there are just different ways of understanding it. But the way that the rabbi focuses in the p'lim it was, that, it was a that there was a nesina Kapshutai, that there was a nesina that was given to the B'nai Yisrael, nationally, and then the chazaka that they made at a later point, which that was. Um, that was in order for each person to have his own chilek in in the land, and that's also going to be relevant to, to trumas is because trumas says the goncha has to be belong to you to each individual. So even though Eretz Yisrael belonged nationally to the B'nai Yisrael, but nonetheless, um, it's not well, at least one of the issues would have been that also they didn't have a, a personal ownership of that, any particular piece of land. There's also another thing that we're going to discuss later on that when did the Kedusha come to Nats? We're going to discuss now. The Srimas and Isis would be dependent, uh, according to at least most opinions, whoever quotes the minchas that seems to say that it's not dependent on the Kedusha. But according to most opinions, Srimas and Isis would be dependent on the Kedusha, especially that's what the Rambam writes that it was dep- dep- dependent on the Kedusha. Okay, either way, so he says, what about the Kedushas arts? So he says regarding the Kedusha arts, and especially how it's relevant to the Chiyav of Mitzvah. This is the Kedusha, the Kedusha, and the Kedusha, and the Kedusha, and the Kedusha, and Eretz Yisrael? Why does he write the Kedusha? Because according to the Rambam, the Pashtas were saying the Kedusha in general only began by the times of Yeshua. But as I brought earlier in the Shir, there are other opinions that that hold that there might have been some Kedusha which was there even prior. Uh, like we as we said that Yitzchak was an oil at so there might have been some level of kedusha that was already in Eretz Yisrael, but that kedusha, how it was not relevant to the chiyuv of There's no chumash vayisus and other Chivim, uh, uh there at that point of time. Okay. So he says like this: that the kedusha comes; it's based on how Hashem told them, how Hashem wanted them to come into the land. So by the Beer Rishana, by the days of Yeshua. Hashem says, "Gave it was the rods in Hashem and the command of Hashem of chalutz and the the This is by the don, the uh, chat the don and Reuven that they wanted to inherit by the Eber Yarden. So Hashem tells them back through Moshe that you have to go armed in front of all your brothers, and then the land will be conquered in front of you. That the way how Moshe was telling, sorry, Hashem was telling Moshe the way how Eretz Yisrael was going to be conquered the first time was da'at through, through, through Kibosh. and that's how, of course how was the parsha when Yeshua went into the land. I and mean, you know, Yeshua did everything. Of course, a of Moshe, it was da'at through the oifen of Kibosh. So, so, so it's important since the, the way how they conquered the land, as we see in Eretz Yisrael, was commanded da'at through the way of Kibush That's how Hashem wanted it to happen. Therefore, the kedusha was also dependent on the Kibosh. And as we find by, by, by the mitzvahs, it says, Bavayachem. when you're coming into Eretz Yisrael, you're gonna be hive in these mitzvahs which are tolui ba'ar. So we see that it's very important that when they're coming inside of the land, and specifically, as we see from these places, it was through kibush. So if he said that the kedusha is what comes in through Kibosh, we can now really understand what the Rambam is saying. The Rambam was telling, wasn't, wasn't talking about the Keenan Bailas, which is an Eretz Yisrael, which they already had from the times of the Ramadan. What the Raman was talking about was Kichilashaita mm-hmm. Kichilasala. He was talking about that for the Kedusha. And he was saying that the Kedusha that came by the rishon was a different way how the Kedusha came in the Bayashen. The Kedusha of the rishon was through Kibosh. The Kedusha in the, 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 the Bayashen came, came through Chazaka. And then I was first gonna discuss the second question that he asked, that L'chaira by rishon by they had both Kibosh and Chazaka. Because after they did the kibush, each Yid went to live in his own land. And also, we, we also mentioned the Gevoinim. The Gevoinim, they never had a kibush. Everything was through a chazaka That there, or at least there was, in addition to the kibbush there was a chazaka, madasa naisim. So the so it says, since the Givainim or the place of Arna and was through a chazaka, that it should have been kicholoshayik and the above. But according to this explanation, we can understand it. Because Hashem was saying that the way how the Kedusha is gonna come for the biased region is dafka through kibbush. A Chazaka would help you for your own personal opinion, a Kenyan moment, a Kenyan of bias. But we're not talking about over here a Kenyan We're talking over here, the Kedusha. Kedusha is not something which you can affect, it's you follow the command of Hashem, and then the Kedusha would be Chal as Hashem is saying. So since Hashem wanted to be done through kibush, Chazaka wouldn't have helped through the Bayez vision. So even if there would have been a kibush and a Chazaka, or by the Givayim, that there was a Chazaka for the land, that wouldn't have made a difference because the Kedusha wouldn't have come through that Chazakah. So that explains uh, uh, the second question of the Kasimishna that the Chayr there is also Chazakah the Yeshua. So the answer is, yeah, maybe, but that had nothing to do with the Kedusha. Right, what about the Gevayna? So the Gevayna and the Chayr there is only Chazakah, so don't we need a kibush? So that's going to give really two explanations for that. The first explanation he tells us in R. 45. He says, Don't ask, how, how did they make the king in the Aura Gevayna? The Chayr is just the Chazakah. He says because the khair the came because there wasn't a fear of war, because there was a brisk between the Jewish people and the Givayim So the ready was a brisk. They weren't scared of the war. Yes, they might have been scared for the life, therefore they gave the land to them. But as we said before, giving somebody land because you're afraid for your life, that's not considered kibush. Kibush is you literally take the land away from him. But when they give it to you, even if they're scared for life but they're actually giving to you, that would be considered a regular type of chazaka because they're agreeing. So kibbish is when you're, 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 you're basically coming onto the land against their will and taking it, or you kill them and you take the land. But if you're scaring them and you let them live and they give you the land in order not to kill them, that would actually be considered a regular chazaka. So the higher, there was only a chazaka then. So he explains that the, the Anche given them themselves were conquered. Because as we said, they were slaves. How did they become slaves? It's because they were scared for their life. So they became slaves. You can't do a, it wasn't a chazaka, how they became slaves. They became slaves because they were afraid uh, for their lives. So we have a rule that Master Kana Abbot Kana Rabbi. So since they acquired the Givainim through a Yurusama Chama, because they were scared for their life, therefore whatever the Givainim owned automatically would belong to the Yidin. So therefore it will be nimshah on their kinyonim also the kinyonim ha'avdis shalai. So they gave themselves up to be an eved, but they gave themselves up to be an eved because of fear. So by land, we said that doesn't matter because that's still the dasa noisim. But when we're talking about an individual himself, how does the individual become a slave? The individual can become a slave uh, in this scenario was because of fear of war. Therefore, they actually became slaves and it was because of, fear of death, and therefore that would have been considered a kibbush. therefore their property also would have been chal upon them, that same type of a Kenyan that it would have been actually a Kenyan uh, that came because of the uh, Muhammad So once they acquired the Gevoinim, they actually also acquired their land. So they didn't acquire their land through a Khazaka. rather they acquired their land actually through this, through abdus through them becoming slaves, which was through kibbush, So therefore, ultimately it was a form of kibbush. And he says regarding the the Ir that this is Yushalayim. He says, the Ir Yavusi actually was the pale conquered by David, as we see in Shmuel Beis. And regarding that specific place that David acquired from Arvaina, uh, why did he have to buy it, the higher if he conquered it? So he says, he gives, and if he did buy it, the higher that Nashma, that he, for whatever reason, didn't conquer it. Did he conquer it? Or did he not conquer it? So look at these two answers. He says, answer number one is he definitely conquered it, that's for sure. But he want to be sure of any type of schus that Arvainer would have had. So in order to be sure of any type of schus, he also paid for it. Second answer is he says that the way how they conquered the Yevusim was that they would be the, the mass, they'd be servants that they had to pay a tax. Which the which is considered a type of uh as it says the Rebbe brings the sources for that in the Rambam, that, that it's also considered a type of kibush when they become your servants for, for Mas. I Meaning you, you basically have jurisdiction over them so that you, you conquered their, the sovereignty of that land and therefore they are considered to be conquered. So this, that they were the Mas'eva, would have been considered a type of, uh, of, of kibush. Therefore the Kedusha would have been called on their land because they're giving a Mas'eva, they're giving whatever percentage that they, uh, uh, that they need to give for the taxes, that would have been considered a kibush. But Bepel, David didn't actually take away their land from them. So they had the kibbutz, so therefore the kedusha lived in Chal and had to pay taxes, whatever. But he still would have had his own personal ownership of it, uh, and therefore that's what David bought. But it would have had kibbutz because of the kibbutz, which was for the taxes, and then the personal ownership—that's what David Hamalek bought. So that would explain again the answer for the Kesser Mishnah, and also the question regarding the Givoni and Be'frat, which was really a question of Teisus Yotef. The rabbi then gives a second explanation regarding regarding this point. Or I shouldn't say a second explanation, he really says, even more than this, that we use an interesting khidish. is until this point, we're assuming that the kibush itself took seven years and then there were seven years of Chalukah. So when exactly did the Kedusha, what was the Kedusha Chal? So was it, was it Chal right away? Was it Chal after seven years? Was it after 14 years? So it seems like, based on what we're saying until this point, that since Hashem told them it need to be through kibbutz, that the kibbutz would have been chal, let's say, after seven years, after seven years, or maybe after each after each place was conquered, there was a Kedusha that was called in that particular place. So the Rebbe says, no, you say that since the rishayna and the Kedusha was set in the way of Nifteshah Arts lefnecham, it says the land will be conquered in front of you, it says a arts, it doesn't specify which lands. So therefore it's Yeshlaimer the that right by kibbutz richa was considered the Nagar of Eretz or considered the the, the, the bolt, the, the lock, the security system of Eretz Yisrael. Therefore, he says there were people from all seven nations inside of it, because they knew Eretz Yisrael would be conquered, the rest of Eretz Yisrael would also be conquered. So therefore, already from that moment in time, the, the Kedusha was already Chal. But through the Yidin coming into Eretz Yisrael and the of Kibosh, that would have made the, 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 the Kedusha Chal for the entire Eretz Yisrael. Or in other words, what the Rebbe is saying is that there wasn't a statement that each place needs to be conquered in order for the Kedusha to be a place. All it says is that the Nechvashar arts, that the arts needs to be conquered in front of you, the, which, which is mashma, as long as, generally speaking, the arts would be considered conquered, which was through, through conquering rishai, which is really the security of the whole land of Israel. Once you conquered, it, it's easy to get everything else. So it was considered that the, art, the land is conquered in front of them because they were able to easily take the rest of it uh, from the other nations, therefore the kedusha would have been chal at that point of time. So Evo the mile is that it wasn't different stages of when the kedusha would have been chal. No, it was right when they came in and they conquered Yerichai, the Kedushah would have been chal at that point. Rebbe doesn't so much get into it, it in the Sicha, but in the audio of the program, the Rebbe discusses, it, it seems like to be a very, very important uh, chilok to explain many, many Mamari Chazal, which implies that the Chiv of Trumas and, and other mitzvahs began right away. So did it begin right away or did it begin after 17 years? So if you're holding of, of the first option that it was only after they conquered, then you start have to start getting into halukim that there was a certain Kedusha that came in right when they began conquering them. Then there was another Kedusha after the seven years of conquering, then there was another one after the 14 years, and then later periods of time, like David, when they conquered more pieces of the land, you have to start saying that there's many stages of the Kedusha which the Rebbe was not satisfied to say with. Rather, what was more logical, he said, is that the kibush all happened, the kadusha all happened at the same time. The Kiddushah happened as soon as they conquered Yerifah, then the kedusha came in for the entire straw because again, arts of the name doesn't say where, it just says that the arts in general needs to be conquered, and that would have been through Yerifah. Therefore, he says that, but again, at the common mitzvahs, we find that they only began at later points of time. Let's say, Trumas it says only began after seven years of, of conquering, seven years of, of dividing it, um, and the Mitzvah of it's only when to call Yishva uh, He says, but that has nothing to do with the kedusha. He says, the Mitzvahs have certain tenoyim of when they're foul and they're not foul. There's certain conditions you need to have in order for this Mitzvah to be applicable. Okay. So the Kudusha was always there. So let's say Yoyvol. So Yoyvol, they didn't have already at the end of the Bayis Rishon because not all the Bnei Yisrael lived After the Aserahs of Shvatim were, were sent to Gaulis, they didn't have all the hidden living there. So they didn't, already didn't have Yoyvol, even though the kedusha was there they're also connived. They need to be kibush Each person needs to be living on his piece of land. They need to be a yeshiva, the Bronchos, where you need to have your own individual area. They didn't have that until after uh, the 14 years. But the Kedushis of Achilot actually would have had to take it by kibush Yerichot. So he says, based on this, you can have another explanation about uh, why, by the G'vonim, uh, it didn't matter if there was a Chazaka or not. It is because the condition was that as soon as they conquered Yerifai, the entire land was considered as if it was conquered. So even if later on the Geboim gave their land to them in a way of Khazaka, again, that doesn't, wouldn't affect the national ownership of the land and it wouldn't have even affected the kedusha, because the kedusha was already held earlier. So this that they gave it to them at a later point in time that had nothing to do with the kedusha. That would have just, I guess, had to do with the individual type of, uh, uh, of, of um, Maybe ownership of the land. But we're not have to do anything with the national, and also we not have to have anything to do with the Kedusha, which was would have been Khal uh, right away. It gives an interesting diak in R49. He says, This is also Mukher from the Lashon the Ramim, that he writes to the Kedusha of Shaina Hausseb Kibush. He says, Even though he's talking about the Chiv of Chumas and Ifris and Shvius, that the Chivah, of Isis and Shrius was actually only after the Kibosh Rechiluch. It took 14 years. That's when they started Chayvah and, and So why does he say that the of Hoshayna was because of the Kibosh? You should have said the of Shina was because of the kibush and the Chiluk. The reason is because it didn't have anything to do with the Chiluk, Because it was by the kibush, that's when the Kedush Eretz was Chav when he gave it the and Yes, there was another tanai that they needed to have the Chiluk for other reasons. So until they had the chilek, they prepared a word chilev and trimis and isris. but that had nothing to do with the Kiddush, and that's what the Ram was talking about, there's kichu Shaitan and and 50 the R50, the Rabbah uh, the, the brings regarding chala. It says, by chala, there's a chazal that they were chilev as soon as they came into Eretz Yisrael, even before they conquered it. So even before Kiddush refine, because they started eating it, because they ate from the Teguah arts from the Machras HaPasach. So he answers, that by challah, actually is not totally kedushas arts, And he gives some sources for that. Um, he says, <laughs> And that even by trumas and Maistress, there's such a skara that it's nothing to do with the Kedusha. It has to do with whether it's their land or not. By the way, regarding challah, the Rambam clearly says trumas and does have to do with Kedusha. But regarding challah, Ulay, you could say that has nothing to do with the Kedusha arts; It has to do with just the B'nai Yisrael being an Yisrael had uh, just has to belong to them, and that already belonged to them from the times of Rome. But he also brings, there's uh, a mechleikis in Ksubis and Yushami, which uh, I think the, the Rebbe's trying to say over there is that this idea what when they were chai'ed in challah is actually mechleikis. The uh, there's a mechleikis in the Ksubis and Yushami there. So for the the y'ameth that they became in challah as soon as they came to Israel. So I we can answer to the Raman very simply, that the Ramanid holds like the opinion that challah they were not high before they came into Yerichai. Because the question is mashma, that if they're high, high even before they conquered Yerichai, that it's mashma that the Kedusha was even before the that There was a Kedusha which was already before they conquered Israel. As soon as they came in, there was already a level of Kedusha even before they conquered it. Which, which is a Shailah on the Ramah, because the Ramah says clearly that it was from the kibbush of Yerushua. So one answer is the Rabbi saying, is this actually achalikas when it became chayev and So The Rabbi could very easily answer that. He holds like the other opinion, that holds the chal only became chayev after the kibush, Or, chal could be just a different, have a different getter. that chal has nothing to do with kedusha. It might have a different getter that just needs to be the harzah, but it has nothing to do, but therefore would not be a shah in the Raman that said the kedusha only started by the times of Yeshua. Um, or 51. He says, So the Raman is discussing that Yeshua and His based in they divided up all of Eretz Yisrael, even portions that He didn't, uh, didn't conquer yet. The reason is because the Raman says that even the parts of land that Hashem promised to Avraham Avinu, if a family or individual goes and conquers those pieces of land without the dasa of in, um, and the other t- whatever, all the other time, then it doesn't have the kadusha of Eretz regarding Trimus and So the only way to have the Kadusha of Eretz if it's through uh, the Kibosh and the Chilich is through the Beis or Kol Yisrael. So therefore he says that in order for them not to have issues later on, because Yeshua didn't finish to conquer the entire Eretz the many pieces that they conquered later on, especially by the times of doubt, I don't think they ever actually conquered all the places that Hashem wanted to. Uh, but anyways, what would have happened was that when they, individual shratten and their families would have gone to conquer those pieces of the land, they wouldn't have had Kedushah unless everybody agreed that that would be considered <coughs> Eretz Yisrael. And as we know, for everybody to agree on something, it would have been quite difficult for Koli Yisrael to agree. So what Yeshua did at that point of time, when everybody, when they were dividing the land, they divided it for all the other shratten too. So the point, point was that when they would go up to these other parts of Eretz Yisrael and conquer it, it would automatically have the kedusha as if the rabbin conquered it, because they already agreed that that was uh, part of Eretz Yisrael and who would get it. Um, so the Shila shaila is. So the Chayrat, it's mashna that the kedusha of those places would have started later, right? Meaning is that Rambam is saying is that when they would conquer it at a later point of time, you would have the kedusha because it was already agreed upon that that those pieces of the land would go to them. But the Mashmoy says that the Kedusha would have only started later on. So they wouldn't have been Chai'ed and Trumas and Isris. Because he says is that if they wouldn't have had the agreement of all Eretz Yisrael, there, there, there wouldn't have been any Kedusha. But now that they agreed, then there would, have been, that there would be Kedusha, they conquered So that means that, they weren't, that there wasn't Kadusha until they actually went up and conquered it. So he says, He says, no, the Lashon of the Rangim wasn't that they needed to agree upon this in order that they be Kedusha air Eretz Yisrael, because the Kedusha was already Chal, in the entire era of Eretz Yisrael, as soon as they conquered the Risho, as we discussed in the Pidyon, so the kedusha was already there. The issue over here was, in order to be called Eretz Yisrael, to be noy and Mitzvah, there need to be a kibush mechilah. So, if they wouldn't have had the kibush mechilah from all the bnei Yisrael agreeing to it, then there was a technical issue that would have made them not be high in shulmasamaisus, because there wasn't, because it would have been, not be considered a kibush, would have been considered a kibush yachid, but the of the mitzvah. So, the Rebbe is being Michalik over here. And this talking is a lot more hezber, but the Rebbe is being mechalik over here between the kedusha, which would have been chal right away by Yehudi, and then the uh, individual pieces of land when they became chuv and trimisamaisus, which would have been at different periods of time as the B'nai Yisrael conquered. <laughs> that the chiv of the mitzvah was only after it was after each place was conquered, and then divided up. Because if you don't say that, then you're going to have to say that they they wouldn't have been in in, in these places until after they conquered the entire Eretz Israel in the the times of David. And even then, I don't think everything was conquered. But we know that it says in many places that the Chiyubim already began 14 years later. So Alamai. If we're saying that the Kedushah was only chal after the Kibosh happened, then it wouldn't have been actually chal until the times of the double, which would have been many, many years later. Elamayin, the Kedushah was chal right away, but the question is only, you need to have a Kibosh Echilat, but they didn't have a kibush Echilat. So after the 14 years, they had it in certain places, so then they'd be hiding and, and ice in those places, and the places that they conquered later, especially the times of the double, would get the feet of that. But the Kedushah, the the Kedushah would have happened right away. He so says, you look at the Achorim, the Yushalmi, and Shkish, the very became Yeshua based in a and want to say is that already at the end of the 14 years, since they divided the entire land, that's considered as if they conquered the entire Ertusra. So according to that, it's, it seems like the Rebbe is trying to say is that the of Mises would have been hiding the in the to Ertusra even before they conquered the Peol. By the very fact that they divided it, that would have already put a Chalois of of Mises in those lands, which I guess would I mean is that if, let's say, a particular individual would go and buy a piece of land somewhere else, um, he would actually be chayv into ma'isrus, even if that part, even if it's, like, let's say, a Godisha city, and they didn't conquer it yet. But since it was considered as if kanukula, then by buying it, he would be bechayv into ma'isrus in that place. So, according to the first option, what we're saying is that they actually need, still need to have the kibush and the chiluk. Just the chiluk already happened because the chiluk happened by the shoe, So the only thing that they still needed was the kibush perper. Um, all right. So just to summarize what we're saying in the Sa'ara is that regarding the mitzvahs, which are, especially in The of Isis, there's really two aspects to it. One is that the fequtusha, which, which that would have happened right away. But then there are other conditions, that there need to be a kibush and a chiluk in order for the Yitim to be high. um fine. So while, let's just get to the last, oh, yeah. so now, let's get to the last, uh, last question. The last question was that we said that by the Kedusha, by, by Swishan was as soon as they conquered it. And therefore, since it was conquered by the Babylonians, the Kedushan left. Ashenke, the shame, which was the Chazaka, the Kedusha by the Chazaka, even when Eretz was taken away from her hand, that Kedushan never left. So we have to like you remind of what's the difference? So according to this above explanation, we can understand it. He says, the gather of Kibosh is that you have a certain you're overpower your enemy and taking the land away from him. And Hashem says that this Hesgabrus that you have, that's what brings the Kedusha. So when the Hesgabrus was in Zdata, because someone else was in Zdata over the Jewish people and the Babylonians came and they took away the land, they, they, their Kibosh overpowered our Kibosh, or the Kibosh itself was in Zdata. The Kedusha was told that we had a Hesgabrus on the land, but we didn't have the Hesgabrus. Therefore, the Kedusha was in Zdata. Is Masha and the Bay we were saying that Kadusha was based on that Hashem said the command of Hashem was that you should live in it, as, as it says by Yerbiya, the will remember you, Lahash to return you to this place to live there. So it had to do with the Yiddin returning to the land and living in the land. Meaning it had nothing to do with the yiddin having a Hisgabrus over some other enemy. It's rather them returning to the land and showing that they have a bias on the land by living in it. And we know that the byness of the land is eternal. Hashem gave it to us as a bris aywa. As soon as, as already by Abraham to the land, already belonged to us. So really what the purpose of the Chazakah was just to show that we've returned to the land of the land belongs to us. And the Romans can never take that away. The Romans just throw us out of the land, but the land will always belong to us. So the Chazakah that we made that shows and expresses that this land is ours, that can never be nizdaqa. Therefore the Kedusha of the uh, lasted, uh lasts forever. And we'll just finish the slichah here. But later on, which is very gushmak, it goes into The difference between the union of the kibush and the matana, uh, kibush sorry, uh, yerusha and matana. That by the bias rishon, we're saying it was a matana, and it was through an of kibush. So what's the connection? It because matana is something which has a hapsik. So the kibush also has something which had something with the hexak. Because kibush means is you're overpowering something else. They overpowered the guy. The kadusha came because it overpowered the sides of Tumah which were there. So therefore, since it was coming Momila, ultimately it wasn't it was it wasn't something which was internal, it wasn't part of Yisrael, it wasn't part of the Jewish people. It's like they were at the level of Tzaddikim that have been Manshuk Kadusha. But it wasn't mitzad, the land itself. The earth itself wasn't really running for that madrega yet. It was all mitzad momayla. So that was like an of a, a gift. It's something which comes from the The noisin wants to give it to the makabo. It's all because of the giver, the giver is the Tzadik. Hashem wants to give it to us, but it's not that we were right. Therefore, ultimately, <coughs> it was this battle. because it didn't come from us. And that's why it's connected to the matana. therefore it's the idea of Kibosh. It's all trying to show is that it's coming from one side. It's not both sides. It's one individual, which is being uh, Mashpil on the other. Mash'in came by the Vayeshen, which is a form of a Chazaka. The Chazaka means it's Vadasa and it's on both sides, it's something which we're, you're waiting for. This is who you are. Now, there says that's the level of the Baal Tshuva. The Baal Tshuva has ha, had the tasks, had the siyonis, and now he's changed. He, he now can stand up to this trial. He's a new type of person. He's changed himself. And that's connected to the idea of Yerusha, because Yerusha ain't la Hapsek. And he says, why is Yerusha ain't la Hapsek? Because if Yerusha hey, doesn't have a haptic because he is really one with the Meirish. The Mayush and the Yerush are one, they're croigan, they're relatives. The reason why you have the shaykh to this piece of land is, is, is because you and him are related. You and him are really one, you're one family. So you're the etzim shaykh to this piece of land. Therefore, it's in lahsaq and it continues into your family forever. So that's showing again that the Yerusha, that, that you yourself are shaykh to it. Not mitzad someone else. Mashaikhi in the by Srisha, it was a matana, meaning is it's one person giving this to you as a gift. That's something which you're not the and therefore he was able to have a bitl, Uh and, and, um, and the rabbi finishes off that this has to do with the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael. But it has nothing to do with the actual bias. The bias of Eretz Yisrael is always ours, and you can never give that away to somebody. And even he says regarding the Kedusha, it was only the Kedusha of the first bias, but there's able to be this the Kedusha of the second bias, and we also said, Kedusha, uh, not the bias, sorry, the, the, the Kedusha of the second Knesset the to Yisrael was Kedusha of the Shaita and could of the